part of Alabama caught our attention. Coal miners in one community, they've been on strike now for months. Working as long as 12 hours a day, seven days a week, in some of the most dangerous conditions. I really think that the labor movement is the single greatest force for democracy in the history of the United States. The story of Alabama is a story of not just resilience, but of militancy. I If we ain't all free, ain't none of us free. You're listening to Alabama's only union talk radio show, The Valley Labor Report, with Adam Keller and Jacob Morrison. Hey, good morning, y'all. Welcome to The Valley Labor Report. My name is Adam Keller, and this is Shop Talk, our Thursday morning episode we're producing every week with a focus on labor education, history, and training. It's Thursday, August 31st, and we're broadcasting live from Spice Radio Studio in the heart of the Tennessee Valley here in Huntsville, Alabama. Every episode is live streamed on YouTube and Facebook and is released on your favorite podcasting platform in the coming days. Today on the show, we're talking all about central labor councils. And I'm really excited about this. We have Vonda McDaniel, president of the Nashville Labor Council on this morning. So really looking forward to that interview. Uh, Longtime listener, longtime fan of the show. And um, actually a recurring guest has been on the show before. So uh, really excited about that. Before we get into it, though, I do want to take a moment to thank our first sponsor for Shop Talk. At the Valley Labor Report, we are big fans of Labor Notes. Labor Notes is a media and organizing project that since 1979 has been the voice of union activists who want to put the movement back in the labor movement. Through their magazine, website, books, conferences, and workshops, Labor Notes promotes organizing, aggressive strategies to fight concessions, alliances with worker centers, and unions that are run by their members. Labor Notes is also a network of rank-and-file members, local union leaders, and labor activists who know the labor movement is worth fighting for. They encourage connections between workers in different unions, worker centers, communities, industries, and countries to strengthen the movement from the bottom up. With 40 years of movement building behind them, Labor Notes exist as a resource for leaders and union members who want to chart a new course for the labor movement. At the Valley Labor Report, we are proud subscribers and supporters, and we encourage our listeners to do the same. Go to labornotes.org to find out more. So definitely do that. I'll tell you later in the episode about some really cool trainings that Labor Notes has uh, later this month, in the month of September. Uh, So this is our last episode in August. Uh, Quick programming note. Uh, Typically, I start the month with this month in labor history. Uh, We will not be doing that next week. I'll have a different episode our labor history month, our September monthly episode will be on, I guess it's the 14th. Uh, it'll be week after next. So that's my quick programming note for everybody. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Please do let me know if if we're sounding good, if everything's coming through loud and clear. You know, longtime listeners know that Shop Talk is a solo project for me. So I'm in the studio by myself. You never know how things are going to go technology-wise. And... Uh, Lord help me, I'm not a professional, but I do appreciate everyone tuning in this morning. All right, so with all that out of the way, I want to bring on my guest to this morning. 
Um, really looking forward to speaking with her. As I mentioned, she's been on the show before, and she's not too far from my neck of the woods, uh, right up I-65 in Nashville. So, uh, Vonda, thank you so much for joining the show. Welcome. Hello, Adam. Thank you for inviting me. Happy Labor Day weekend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is a big holiday for us. Big holiday yes, for sir. us. Do you have yes, do you have uh, big plans? So, um, well, actually, yes, we have a, a whole lot of Labor Day activities happening this week. The Teamsters have a big picnic on Monday, and then the Labor Day event for the city is September the 9th. Okay, cool. I figured you had something going on. I figured you'd be pretty busy. Uh, oh, yes. This is our 10th anniversary. We were really excited about it. You know, it's strike summer, and so it's a great time to bring labor folks together for solidarity purposes, but also just so we can have a day to celebrate each other and the accomplishments of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, well, before we get into labor councils, I was wondering if you could just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your story and how you got involved in the labor movement. Sure. So um, <clears throat> my name is Vonda McDaniel, as you mentioned. Um, I've been in the labor movement for 32 years. I started as a um, quality inspector at Bridgestone Firestone. Uh, we were represented by the rubber workers at that time, but we merged with the steel workers in 1995 and what some people remember is the War of 94. It took us a couple of years to get a contract, um, but it has been a, a awesome journey. Um, I have had the opportunity to participate in uh, training other women activists to be uh, union officers and activists and community activists um, uh, had the chance to work with um, workers globally through a program that the steel workers have called working workers united where we were linked with workers that work for the same multinational companies that we worked oh, and really we, cool. were able to, we were able to work and build solidarity um, and you know, my journey has led to uh, me sitting with the other vice presidents of the AFL-CIO representing labor councils. Um, this is the beginning of my second term where we're a year into it. Um, and so the labor movement has really changed my life. Uh, my mother was an educator, but I didn't realize she was in a union really. Um, but I've had great training, great mentors, and it's been an incredible journey. And so you said this is the second term uh, at the council. So when did you become president of the National Labor Council there? No. So I, the National Labor Council, I was elected in 2014. Oh, okay. Great. And so, um, yeah, I'm going into, I don't know, I can't count how many terms because they're two-year terms. Um, but as a result of our work um, in Middle Tennessee with the Labor Council, um, I was elected to the Executive Council, which is the governing body of, of, of all unions in America. Um, I guess that was 2017, maybe? Yep, that's right, 2017. So, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I knew you you've been involved, you know, for quite some time and, and have uh, 
really just done a lot uh, from the Nashville area. And so really appreciate all your dedication. I mean, uh, and, and I appreciate your your eagerness to train and to pass along your knowledge. I think that is such a, you know, important part of leadership that often we don't think about, but a big part of being a leader is building new leaders, right? The folks who are going to come after you, the folks you can pass the torch to, uh, the folks that you can share wisdom and knowledge and training and expertise with. And so that's just really cool. And I really applaud you for that. Oh, I mean, it's a, it's always a group effort. I, I don't believe in movements that have one person. Uh, we have a lot of energetic, wonderful organizers in Middle Tennessee and in Tennessee across the state, actually. Um, and I am at this point, I told you I had 32 years, so I'm trying to work myself out of a job. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, it sounds like y'all are doing a great job, really, you know, building your bench and, and you know, re replenishing your leaders. Uh, such an important thing, especially as you mentioned, you know, at the beginning, this is an exciting time for labor. Uh, it's an exciting time for labor in the South. Um, you know, for so many years, people have written off the South, but uh, we're seeing a lot of union activity down here. We're seeing a lot of movement growth and, and young people getting involved and inspired. And so, uh, you know, I think it it is an exciting time and definitely a great time to be uh, creating new leaders and training folks. And which leads us into today's topic, which is labor councils. Before we explain why it's so important and, and you know, it is so important. Talk to us about what is a labor council? Oh, sure. So um, a labor council is a federation, a federated body of all the unions in the area. Um, and the, the purpose, the goal of labor councils is to move people outside of their trade, uh, narrow trade divisions. Um, into a broader collective um, where we work for social justice. We support contract campaigns. We work on affordable housing here. Um, we are out in the community recruiting um, for um, our apprenticeship programs. Uh, so we have a, a apprenticeship readiness program. Um, so there are variety of roles that central labor councils play, but its most important role is to bring together all union folks um, under an umbrella of solidarity and of work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's so big because, you know, like you said, getting kind of outside of your own trade, because it's really easy to get just sucked into what's happening in your workplace, right? And and just think about what's happening with your employer and your contracts and, and the issues that you and your members are directly dealing with every day. Uh, and the beauty of the Labor Council is that you get to talk with union folks from across your area. These are your neighbors and hear what's going on with their contracts and with their employers and with their members. Uh, and you can find opportunities to collaborate and and lift each other up. Um, and you mentioned a few examples of, of some of the things that y'all do. Uh, and I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit more about, you know, 
what are some of the activities, for example, that y'all have done in Nashville uh, as a labor council? So our labor council is designed to elevate the um, role in the community of, of unions and the profile. Mm. And we've been working on that for several years. Um, I became the president in 2014, but before that, I was the secretary of the labor council. And so we are very active in local campaigns, mayor, uh, city council, school board. Um, we have a pretty large uh, jurisdiction. It goes all the way to the Alabama line, quite honestly, in that direction. Um, but it also goes to the mountain uh, going toward Chattanooga, the Tennessee River going toward Memphis, and Cookville um, going toward Knoxville. And so sometimes, um, you know, we, we pay a lot of attention to what is happening in Nashville, um, but we are really making an effort trying to build the capacity to have organizers that work in those rural counties as well right. to knit together, uh, uh, you know, more solidarity and understanding among not just union members, but workers particularly. Yeah, there was a few things that stood out there, what you just said, and, and one of them being the the urban-rural divide that sometimes we run into as working folks. And, you know, because we, we experience things differently, you know, housing in Nashville is a different kind of issue uh, than maybe in a rural area. And so, um, you know, I think that is really a key thing with the councils and bringing people together and having that collaboration and hearing you know what's working what's not working what are the issues that are maybe different between rural and urban areas but bridging that divide and getting folks talking and, and working together that's huge um, and you also talked about building a political voice and you know i think that's where our labor councils are uniquely positioned to really build the voice of labor from the from the local level up and, and to have that voice in local politics. And, you know, you mentioned school board elections, city council. These kind of folks have a big impact on working people across our community. Um, they directly employ folks, uh, but, you know, indirectly through, you know, the policies and laws and ordinances and everything else that they do they have a big impact on us. And so I, I think that's really exciting to hear that, you know, we have labor councils such as y'all's that are, that are really getting active at the local level. And I think that's something that we would like to do more, more of here in North Alabama. Um, you know, we are still a pretty new uh, labor council. We just rechartered a few years ago and we still need quite a few, you know, local unions to join in. And I'm going to ask you about that here in a second, because I, I definitely want your, your advice on that. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're still pretty new. We're still, you know, finding our bearings. But that is one of our goals is to is to elevate labor's image in power and strength in the community. Um, Can I and say it, this? That's Adam? huge. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people, when they think of unions and labor, I think the first thing that they go to is you know, like what happens in Washington and international um, presidents and that kind of thing. Um, but actually, 
the labor movement was constituted by labor councils in the 1800s. Um, our labor council here in Nashville was chartered in 1957. Um, but labor councils, you saw a proliferation of labor councils chartered um, in the 30s and 40s. Um, and in the South, you know, we are really uh, re trying to reestablish the energy um, that labor councils have consistently held throughout the, the ages. Um, and the top was built because there were strong um, working families and union members um, on the ground. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, folks, folks make that mistake in politics all the time to just think about what's happening in D.C. when there's so much happening in your own neighborhood, your own community, and you can make more of an impact there, frankly. Um, a right. labor council can can really make an impact on a school board election at the local level. Um, you know, can your labor council determine who's going to be president of the United States? Probably not. Right. But but we can make a difference on uh, who's going to be in a city council position. And, you know, maybe you can talk to us a little bit about this, but there are a lot of issues that affect workers at the local level that our labor councils can organize around. And one example I've heard is uh, local hire ordinances uh, and ensuring that, you know, when the public is spending public dollars, it's local workers that are benefiting from that from that job creation. Uh, I, I don't know if you have any other examples or anything else you wanted to talk about on that, but I'm sure there are plenty of ideas that y'all have for your local government that you wish they would adopt. Definitely. Um, we have passed local hire. Matter of fact, we had a ballot initiative, uh, passed it in, in Nashville overwhelmingly. It got more votes than the mayor in that election. Wow. Um, but we were preempted by our state government. Um, we continue to like all the tools in the toolbox. We've got inclusionary zoning that we uh, work to pass. Uh, we also passed, we tried to do uh, quite a bit around um, what you talked about, and that is making sure that federally registered apprenticeship programs were utilized on projects where tax dollars were um, used. Um, we have been able to get a few private agreements. We got a community benefits agreement on the uh, MLS soccer stadium that had a minimum floor of 1850 in terms of the wages that it would pay on the job that it would um, give points to um, federally registered apprenticeship utilization, that there was housing set aside for that was more affordable, that they had childcare provisions. So there are lots of things that communities with labor being a part of the drafting of uh, concerns and demands that in private development, you can um, win. Yeah, that is really cool. Really cool. Uh, we've talked with Jobs to Move America about community benefits agreements yeah. and some of the work they've I been saw doing. That a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think those are really exciting. And I think it's an opportunity for 
like you said, to strengthen that labor community coalition and really show where labor is trying to uplift the entire community. And not, I mean, not just our own members, which of course we're doing, but everyone benefits from the policies that we're advocating. Everyone benefits when working people are treated better and paid better uh, and trained better. And so, yeah, that community benefits agreement, that's huge. I, I think and a, that is the kind of thing that our labor councils can be doing across the South and need to be doing across the South because a, something you mentioned about preemption, you know, is an issue that we've dealt with here in Alabama as well. You know, Birmingham raised the minimum wage and we had raised the wage movements in city after city. That was some of my earliest organizing was around that. And, you know, just like in Tennessee, the state legislature intervened to stop Birmingham from raising their wage and to stop other cities from following suit. Um, and we saw a similar move when it comes to removing Confederate monuments and things of that nature. Uh, and so that's that's definitely a battle and a struggle that we're dealing with here in the South that, you know, a lot of folks maybe in other areas aren't familiar with where you know, we can push at the local level and then deal with opposition from our state capitals. So that's a whole new dynamic, you know, that or a whole nother dynamic that we're dealing with. Um, and something else that I think that is really important about what you said is is the energy that labor councils bring. Just just the very concept of bringing people from different unions in the same room and bringing minds together and ideas together. Uh, and sharing stories and sharing struggles, it does bring that energy. And I think that's huge, especially here in the South, where, you know, we deal with such opposition uh, to unions from state government. Definitely. Um, a few years ago, uh, under that other president, um, there was a lockout of federal employees. Um, and the whole labor movement here um, mobilized around those workers and set up informational pickets where the workers themselves could not engage because of that hatchet in those kinds of activities. And so the labor movement was able to have the solidarity what was going on with those workers being locked out for an extended period of time. And even it went beyond like the unions that were locked out. Um, to the contractors that were locked out, that were non-union. We were fighting for them all. So we had press conferences, uh, we had informational pickets, um, we had set up food banks and the United Way worked with us to make sure that there was no um, uh, challenges in terms of them being able to feed their families. It was really like a, a, an example of how the U, the union movement at every level can come around to to support workers outside of their craft and really have an impact. And I think that even the union members themselves that participated in those efforts just learned a lot about what it meant to be union, right? Not what it meant to be a steel worker or what it meant, but what it meant to be union. Um, yeah. And so those are the kinds of things that, um, you know, the SAG after strike, um, you know, you've seen with the writer strike and the SAG after strike, because those there tend to be like high visibility, um, you know, uh, people 
don't really realize that unless you are a marquee star and get unless you are the lead, how many people it takes to support that one person and how they are the ones that, um, you know, they may work their, their um, jobs may be precarious. They may work three months and then might, may not work again for six. Um, and the union provides stability, it provides benefits, it provides the kinds of things that um, in that industry, uh, you could not expect otherwise. So, right. yeah, we learn a lot about each other uh, the more we struggle together. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And And something that really resonates with me is that, you know, Labor councils allow you to support each other when you really need that support. And maybe there's a situation where, like you said, like legally, you're pro prohibited from doing something. Or maybe you just don't have the organizational capacity. You know, maybe you really need a picket line, but you don't really have enough folks to, to have a great picket line. Um, That's right. You know, and, and so... Uh, an example here in North Alabama was I know the stagehands, you know, a few years ago, there were some safety issues and the council met with a city councilman about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And and it just it added like a level of uh, of seriousness to it, I think, coming from the council as opposed to just the stagehands. You know, it let them know, OK, these folks have support and, and that's right. huge. Um, so we've talked a little bit about, you know, what a labor council is, what they do why they exist, uh, and you've shared some some of the great work that y'all are doing up in Nashville. Um, I'm curious, do you have some ideas of things that you would like to do that you haven't done yet? Or have you run across any cool ideas across the country that other labor councils are trying? Oh, definitely, definitely. So um, we are in a moment where I think 80% of young people that had the opportunity on the poll came out, they would join a union. And that's great news, but mm. we need to figure out a way to be able to quickly take advantage of the enthusiasm around unions. Right. And so I'm, I'm hoping that labor councils can play um, a larger role um, in organizing efforts, at least the, the basic seeding of organizing campaigns and support. Um, often international unions, they don't have the capacity, quite frankly, to everywhere they want a union to send, you know, an organizer two or three to help them establish their committees and, and do that. But right. the labor councils have local relationships that can help to support workers in their efforts to join together to form a union. And so I think that that is a role that um, traditionally, maybe labor councils have only played a role at the end of the campaign when they're trying to bring it home. Um, but I, I do think, and we are seeing uh, across the country that labor councils and even state federations are um, equipped to really support and add value to overall organizing efforts. And this is a moment we cannot let this window close. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think 
it is exciting and it's it's a good problem to have when we have more interest than capacity right now. Uh, you know, that's a good problem to have that we haven't always had, but it is still a problem that we have to address. And I think you're right. The labor councils can play a role, you know, because as you said, the local relationships there, um, being able to have mentors just in your community who have some common context and common references, like that's huge. Um, and I, I think that's something that, you know, all of us can do in our councils is is try to be supportive of this moment. And because there are workers all over the country right now who are on Google asking, how do I start a union? How do I join a union? Where do I find a union? Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's like you said, you know, that's an opportunity for our councils to kind of be there as like a, a landing spot for folks uh, as they're first getting on this journey. Like, you know, we can we can help connect them to the right people, connect them to the right institutions, give them some, you know, access to the trainings that they might need. So there's a lot we could be doing there. And, and uh, yeah, lot. I really appreciate that. I tell you, um, this is the first time in my lifetime that when you Googled how, how do I form a union, it came up on the Department of Labor website, you know, some of the steps to forming a union. Um, you know, I, I don't want to seem, you know, no administration is perfect, um, but th- this Biden-Harris administration has at least ceded the ability for unions to grow if they if they will. You know, right. uh, Tennessee now is becoming a, a hub for uh, automotive manufacturing. You know, but most folks come to Tennessee because, you know, we are a business friendly state that mm. has very low union density. We have the opportunity to change that. We have five labor councils in the state. Um, we are actively uh, trying to look for and recruit folks that want to organize either in their communities, in their faith institutions or in the union. And we're, we're, we're putting them to work because we got a lot of work to do. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I think there are opportunities here. Um, we have a friendlier labor board than we've had and, you know, yeah, in, in our lifetimes for sure. And, and there are other opportunities as well with uh, industry coming to the South. And as you said, it's it's for a reason they come to the South because of our quote unquote business climate which is translated as anti-union, anti-worker, anti-environment, right? You know, Mm anti-regulation, anti-tax, all that comes with that. Um, But it's a leverage point when, especially when there's federal dollars attached, you know, that gives us leverage to organize. And we should be doing that organizing uh, because we can't let the South be this refuge anymore for poor labor practices. We can't let the South you know, remain as a as a refuge for union busting and for low wages and uh, you know poor infrastructure for our people. We can do better, and and there's clearly there's that popular support now, uh, and and the people are behind us, I believe. And so, you know, it's that opportunity if we can take advantage of it. And so, um, we've talked, you know, we've talked obviously about this in terms of explaining why they're important and what labor councils do, but if you've got a local union in the area and they haven't yet joined their council, what's your message to them? 
because they're going to ask about the money now. They want to know about those per cat fees and they want to they want to be able to come to their members and say, this is a good investment. You know, it's worth our local, you know, whatever union we're part of to join in with our regional labor council. Yeah, you know, um, often in the labor movement, we talk about being stronger together. Um, but labor councils provide that connective glue, that connective tissue that helps um, to build support beyond whatever the confines of our local union memberships are. And so it's a, it's a, you know, it's a win-win proposition um, in your fights, but also in your relationships, in your ability to train. We have trainings. We have a training called Rabble Rousers, where we train people to be good internal organizers. Um, and there are so many other uh, relationships that are important to having a robust labor movement. And, you know, it, it, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And so I, I think this is a moment where everybody should get together, put our heads together and figure out how we can grow our movement in ways that uh, we couldn't really even imagine by 10 years ago. Right, right, absolutely. And, you know, something else I'll say on that is that it's an opportunity for more people to get involved, right? Because as you have a council, well, the council is going to have its own committees, its own spots available, right? And own volunteer needs. And, and that's an opportunity, especially if you have members who do have this interest in the movement as a whole. They're interested in what other unions are into. Um, Right. I know it's hard to kind of, you know, you, when you have an activated member, you want them to do everything for the local. But you got to share. Right. You got to share those talents and, and those young people, uh, whether they're young to the movement or, you know, young in life, whatever the situation may be. But it, as you got people who are fired up and, and passionate, um, the Labor so Council is a good opportunity for them. It is. I, I, I have been a part of local union leadership. I held elected office for 10 years. Um, and one of the things that I saw was that um, sometimes uh, people become comfortable in their own positions and they don't want to create all this trained, powerful, because they might, you never know where people are going to use their power. Mm. Um, and so I think that sometimes uh, there's a mindset that this might threaten their own power. Um, but I think that power is, is not something that needs to be controlled. Power is something that we should build for working families to be able to accomplish all the things that they desire. And, you know, corporations are, are not people, um, but their dollars um, have made for people, I mean, money power. And so the only way that we can compete with the money is that if we train people to their maximum ability and have everybody working to, to build our movement. So, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I, I know what happens sometimes. Um, but I think that, again, this is a very special moment. And... Um, we, we can't worry about if I work myself out of a job, then I've done a good job, I believe. Right. 
Right. Absolutely. And and again, that's why, you know, I respect about you and your leadership and, and having that approach, because there are those generational tensions. There are those tensions with, like you said, folks who, you know, have been in leadership for a while. And, um, you know, sometimes they do get uncomfortable with with new blood, so to speak. Um, yes. But that's where that dialogue is important. We got to have dialogue that's intergenerational, that's, you know, you know, inter experience like you know, the, the young fired up person who's brand new and, yes. you know, the quote unquote old head who's been been there for a while and has seen some stuff. They have to talk and, and we have to facilitate those conversations. And, and because that's how we're going to learn and grow as a movement. Um, and so, yeah, really, you know, just I appreciate your approach there and, and your message there. And uh, I just wanted to ask, I mean, if you had any final final words to union members or to community allies, you know, about labor councils or anything else, frankly? Well, I see the labor movement changing and changing in very positive ways. This is not your grandfather's union. Um, and it's a place where everyone, no matter what your race, gender, sexual orientation, religious preference, there is a place in the labor movement for you to help you to work collectively to build power in your workplace and your community. You know, I think that uh, building the union movement also will help us in the challenges that we're seeing to our democracy right now. You know, uh, unions are small D, we exercise small D democracy every day. Nothing happens because one person says it so. It's about all of us. And so if, if that small D democracy spills over into larger engagement in our community, we have more folks voting. We have mo more people participating in the process. I have a good friend in New Jersey, Charlie Volcanic. Um, they've elected a thousand, over a thousand union members to office. Those wow. are the things that we aspire for because we don't have to continue to convince people that are union members that are elected what the best thing is for working people. They carry that with them. And so, um, yeah, Charlie Wilkanek is one of my heroes. And um, I think that we should all aspire to um, make sure that our members are embedded in every aspect of our community. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to just grow our power and build our power because, like you said, people power is what we have. We don't have the big money. You know, the bosses and politicians have a lot uh, that they can use against us. But when we unite and we unite across our diversity and, and use our diversity, diversity as our strength, um, yeah. you know, there's a lot that we can accomplish together. And so whether it's you know, electing better folks to office or getting better policies enacted by the folks in office, uh, winning new contracts, improving wages, improving benefits, improving the lives and conditions of, of regular people. It's huge. And so it's a it's a big opportunity, big moment. Uh, and Vonda, I really appreciate all the work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, our tag for Labor Day weekend 2023 is that life is better with a union. And I believe that's true. And uh, so we just gotta go out there and every day and try to bring more folks into our fold. Absolutely. Well, Vonda, thank you so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it and keep up the good work in Nashville. 
Thank you, Adam. Have a happy Labor Day. You too. All right, folks. So that was Vonda McDaniel with Nashville Labor Council. Uh, again, I can't emphasize enough, join your labor council. Uh, if your union's not part of a labor council yet, bring that up at the next meeting. Uh, if your union is part of a labor council, do you know who your delegates are? Are they at you know are they involved in the council? Um, labor councils are just you know for me something that I think is a really huge asset that we have that we've got to tap into as a movement, uh, and there's a lot more we can be doing with them. I'm uh, definitely excited to grow the North Alabama Labor Council and, and see what we can accomplish in the year ahead. And um, anyone local, if you're at all interested, if you're a union member or you're just a community ally and you'd like to see the labor movement grow stronger, uh, definitely reach out to us to see how we can work together and grow the North Alabama Labor Council to be bigger, badder, stronger, uh, and more powerful. And so with that, I am going to wrap up today. I do want to share some of the really cool events that Labor Notes has going on uh, in the weeks ahead. Uh, if you haven't already, do bookmark it in your calendar that the Labor Notes conference is going to be April 21st. That's April 19th through 21st of 2024. I uh, got a chance to go to the Labor Notes conference in 2022. It was just a really amazing time with some really amazing people. Learned a lot. Uh, met great folks. It's definitely worth it if you can make it. Uh, but Labor Notes does have a lot of online trainings in September that, you know, you don't have to travel to. You can do from home. The Stewards Workshop is called Dealing with Difficult Supervisors, and that's going to be on September 26th. Uh, chances are many of you can relate to that. Uh, but I will say this one is geared towards stewards and elected officers. Uh, so if you're not in that position yet, it's not necessarily for you, but if you're interested in serving in that capacity, it could be a useful training for you. We just spoke with Vonda from Nashville, right up I-65, well, a few hours uh, east of us in Atlanta. They are having a Secrets of a Successful Organizer uh, workshop in person, and that's September 16th, so definitely check that out, uh, all my Georgia brothers and sisters. If you cannot attend the Secrets of a Successful Organizer training in Atlanta in person, it is being offered online this month. Uh, it is a Thursday night workshop. It'll be running on the 14th, 21st, and 28th. Uh, they do ask that you attend all three workshops in the series. But again, I, I, I recommend it every month. I recommend it all the time because it really is worth doing. If you've never done this training with Labor Notes, highly recommend it. If you want to learn more about how to get organized and how to do organizing on the job, uh, or even if you're a community organizer, a political organizer, there's still some skills and tips that you could learn from. And the last one is what to do when your union breaks your heart. That's going to be offered on September 5th. Uh, I've spoken with Ellen David Freeman on the show on Shop Talk before about this workshop. It's a really good one. Definitely recommend you check that out. And that is it for Shop Talk today. I uh, hope it was worth your time and really appreciate everyone listening. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your network and make sure that you're plugged in to our work at tvlr.fm. Just a reminder that the Valley Labor Report is a working class media collective dedicated to lifting up labor struggles throughout Alabama and across the South. We bring you Alabama's only union talk radio show every Saturday morning 
with the first half from 9.30 to 11 a.m. live on FM radio through WVNN here in the Huntsville listening area. The entire program is online via Facebook, YouTube, and podcast, and portions of the program are replayed on WZZA in the Shoals and WHIV out of New Orleans. So definitely do check out our website, tvlr.fm. You can check out our merch at tvlr.fm slash store. And of course, you can donate at tvlr.fm slash donate. Our single biggest source of contributions comes from listener donations. Uh, So if you can spare a couple bucks, we really do appreciate it. Uh, But whether you donate, share, subscribe, or just listen, we do appreciate your support, and we can't do it without you. So if you share our mission to grow the Southern labor movement, if you share our belief in the power of solidarity and collective organization, if you want media that is for working people by working people, please consider becoming a recurring donor at tvlr.fm slash donate. All power to the workers. Solidarity, y'all. <laughs>